0: Bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, it's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees we got them all. So listen up, because we, we, we got the buzz. Turn down the what? Turn down for
1: what? Welcome back, Jazz fans. What a week it has been. And we are still undefeated after six game win streak. It can't believe that. We are we are doing amazing. Welcome back to the Hive Sports. I'm your host, Marcos Pickett, with my co-host, Daniel Olson. Daniel, how are you doing?
0: Great. I'm just glad that the Jazz are still winning.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a great, great time to be a jazz fan, that's for sure. And before we get underway, before we dive into some jazz talk, um don't forget to follow us on Facebook at The Hive Sports as well as Instagram. T- take a look at what we got going on there. And this, uh, take a look at uh, Spotify. We'll li- listen to some other, other of our videos as well once you're there. So, Daniel, you said you got some more rankings of some jazz players from this past week?
0: Yeah, yeah I'll have to probably throw it on, on Twitter as well, see what fans think. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, my my top five, so... We we went over it last week. It's slightly different. Um so the fifth spot I did put Bogey in, although he, I feel like he has struggled generally speaking. Um he picked it up, he made fifty percent. So the key so I'll I'll do a key stat on each person, kinda of why I ranked him there. Um Bojan did hit fifty percent from three this last week. He went eleven for twenty two over the last three games. The only thing that did concern me is that which with each game in the last week his percentage got a little bit lower with each game. But overall I like, I think he started like sixty percent in the first game and like forty percent in the second, and maybe thirty seven percent in the third. So let's let's hope he keeps I mean I, I know he started from like the highest cliff possible, like sixty percent is really good from three, but um it seems like he, he doesn't always get the most touches. So I mean there's only one ball and there's Donovan and everyone mm-hmm. Mike Conley so he just needs to make the best with what he has. When he's open, like we know he's a good three-point shooter, so he just needs to do what what he knows best and and hit open threes and even maybe some contested ones because we saw him make some game-winners last year um, against the Rockets and Bucks that were contested. But moving on to number four, Mike Conley. I have him as number four. He his scoring's been pretty solid. He, I mean, he's a starter. He's a starting point guard and. But his key stat, I have his assists per game. He le- he leads in assists, um, especially this last week. He had 8.66 assists per game in the lot- in the three games um, the last week. And then number three, Jordan Clarkson. He's got 19 points a game off the bench in the last week. So definitely looking like a like a six-man of the year candidate today. He he's definitely a good spark to have off the bench because. We don't really, besides him, there's nobody that really lights it up. Joe Engels sometimes, George's kneeing sometimes, like we'll have to give him some love. Um, I, I saw some stuff on him, how he, there's like the song he listens to to relax, like some Michelle Branch song, um, he tweeted it out, but, but anyways, back to to Clarkson, so yeah, he's our sixth man, so he, he's my third spot. Um, so, so I, I did, um, before I go to the top two, I, I did want to say, yeah, unfortunately I had to leave Royce O'Neal off, but I, I still think he's doing a good job at hitting the shots and his confidence looks good. But with that being said, just everybody everybody's playing good now, so it's hard to make the top five, even if you're a starter like he is. Like his numbers aren't crazy, like he's not scoring a ton, but he's still good. Um, but this, this week I also had a shake up in the top two because, Last week, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was killing it, and he still is killing it. Um, he's averaging a modest, not I, I say modest because I think he's scored in, um, higher the prior week, but he's scoring 24 points a game this week, so looking really good. Yeah, I think he had one game where he struggled with the Nets, but um, like 17 points, but then had 26, 28 points other games, so it evens out to be a pretty good week. Um, but can't go without giving Rudy Gobert the love he deserves. Um, one of the highest, um, one of the best players on the jazz in terms of efficiency, production. So Rudy Gobert, he had three double-doubles, so that's the stat I have for him. Like, he doesn't always get double-doubles. It seems like sometimes he's either, it seems like he's rarely as shy on rebounds. Maybe he's a rebound shy, but sometimes he's shy on points because points aren't his. Main focus, except for he gets some easy buckets here and there off of screens. But I mean, he's not a jump shooter or like he doesn't look to always score. I think he looks to try to pick or make a pass or something like that. But, but Rudy definitely looking, at least this week, he looks like a word data super max. I know some people I've debated with and, and yeah, I, I get the super max is a lot of money, but if he can play, well, and maybe increase his points a little bit. Then I think he's definitely worth the the max. Um, but those are that's my top five. Um, any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, with Gobert and Mitchell, that's always a tough one because both of them have been playing really good this season. With as we've seen the past couple of weeks, with Gobert's rebounds have been really lights out, and then and then uh, Mitchell, he's been getting over 24 points plus a game. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with your top five. Clarkson, like 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 we've seen in the past couple of weeks, he he has shown that he he's in talks for sixth man of the year, and yeah, with Clarkson, he the last six games with our with our six game win streak, 20.3 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, almost three assists per game, and then his three point percentage, 44% during that six win streak. So yeah, I, I definitely think he's in, in talks for Sixth Man of the Year. We haven't had we have had, we've had a, a Sixth Man of the Year candidate in a, in a really long time. So I, I think he's definitely worthy of it. In about through about 12 games so far, and something that I found interesting that that I saw the other day: fourth quarter leading scores ju- just this season alone. We Kevin Durant at 88 points, Zach Lavine at 86 points, Julius Randle at 81. And then Mitchell and and Clarkson at 80 points, and that's just in fourth quarter. So we we know who to turn to when it comes to the fourth quarter, and we've seen that happen the past couple of games with Mitchell and Clarkson. They they come up pretty big, and that, that's some pretty good company to be along the lines with. So I I kind of wish uh, that we have more players off the bench, but we we, we have uh, we have Joe Ingles. He he's he's back from injury, but we I'm glad that we do. We definitely have Clarkson on our team. So yeah, good. I, I like I like your rankings overall. So, yeah, good.
0: Um, so yeah, on the fourth quarter leading scores, yeah, I saw that tweet you you were talking about. But um, so did you say that that's over the last week or over the entire season?
1: Yeah, that, that's just in the entire season. So just to be in talks with uh, KD and, and Zach Levine and Julius Randle, that, that's some pretty good company. And then right right below Mitchell and Clarkson is is Giannis and Giannis is at 78 and then LeBron is at 77 just in fourth quarter leading scorers. So pretty, pretty good company to have right there. So I'm I'm glad that we have them and then they definitely know when to, to show up and that's in the fourth quarter for sure. So yeah, it's
0: definitely looks like it's about, so over 14 games, it looks like they're both averaging about 5.7 points per game in the fourth, which when you think about it, I mean, the every quarter it's not like people are always scoring like crazy like fifteen points a quarter like um, <clears> and especially in the fourth quarter where defense kind of clamps up. It's it's hard to to score like that. So the, I think those are impressive stats.
1: And especially with the the Jazz win streak that we got going on so far, it's kind of unsure with for the coach whether he wants to play their starters the whole the whole quarter in the fourth or play them about ten minutes and let the bench guys play. So even with the the limited minutes they've in the fourth quarter, it's still still pretty impressive that they're up there with all the other scores in the NBA. Yeah, definitely some good
0: company with KD, Greek Freak, like you said, LeBron. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And along with that, um, every week the NBA does come out with their power rankings. We'll just go over the top ten. Jazz did go up two spots from last week. So once again, Lakers at number one. Clippers, number two, um, Milwaukee, number three, uh, Boston, four, uh, 76ers at five, and Brooklyn. B- Brooklyn was a surprise. Brooklyn's all the way up at six. Um, well, I wonder why there. Um, Jazz at seven, Phoenix, eight, Indiana at nine, and ten, Dallas Mavericks. So, yeah, so last week we were nine. This week we, we jumped up to seven. But like I mentioned, uh, Brooklyn nets six. Does that surprise you at all, or what do you what do you think on that?
0: Um, I actually was watching a Brooklyn Nets game. Just, I mean, we're recording here on a Wednesday night, but double overtime, the the Cavs, like I'm um, calling section, just caught fire. Um, I know uh-huh. that's just a one off, but um, I'm guessing that might give them a little bump down in the rankings, um, unless they can like bounce back and continue back to their old ways. But um, when did what when what day did you say that the ranking did you come out?
1: Yeah, so this came out uh, the day before we played the the Pelicans. So it came out uh, Monday. on Monday. 17th. Yeah, on Monday.
0: Okay, yeah, that surprises me even more. So I guess it was just one game, but we did beat the Bucks, which you said are they're like third or fourth on here, and I guess mm-hmm. they're in the East and they have. I mean, they have a good they have a good team, um, but but yeah, I I think some of it just goes off of like what teams were good last year and what teams they expect to be good. Like, um, just curious, like, I'm, I'm wondering what the Nuggets are rated just because their record isn't great. But, I mean, we know that they're a yeah, good team just from what we've seen in the past.
1: So Nuggets are 11, and then right right behind the Nuggets, funny enough, is the Trailblazers at 12.
0: Which is funny because the Trailblazers, I mean, it, it's so neck and neck because um, Trailblazers at 8 and 6 are the six would be the sixth seed if the playoffs started today. And then the ninth yeah. Nuggets would be out. They might be a play in team. Maybe like they're at seven and seven. They're like a nine the tied with Dallas for like the ninth seed. So but it's mm-hmm. crazy like how close the spread is. I'm I'm guessing it'll still stay close throughout the year, but it might it might spread out a little bit like the top teams like Lakers and Clippers and who knows, maybe J I might might yeah. gap the gap the other teams if if, if we can keep this pace up and, and keep winning when when the opponents get a little tougher.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just think when it comes to these kind of power rankings, they look more of who's on their team because obviously Brooklyn has Harden, KD, and Kyrie. But with, with the loss to Cleveland tonight, who knows? Maybe they they'll. I think they'll they'll probably jump drop out of the, the top ten. Jazz will hopefully jump into the top five. But yeah, Jazz have definitely proven across the NBA that they. They are one of the better teams, definitely better than than Cleveland because we we can beat Cleveland and Brooklyn apparently and can't even with their their big three now. So
0: yeah, it's pretty crazy because I think yeah Kyrie was even back in this game, so no excuses. They had all three guys playing. So
1: yeah, but well, we'll see when the, the the rankings come out next week. But so that that's where we are this week at seven compared to nine last week. So. Like like we mentioned, we're still on that 16-week win streak, and, yeah, we have, now have one of the longest win streaks after the Lakers lost to the Warriors the other night, which Camp first win this past week was against the Atlanta Hawks, 116-92 win, and we were back home after that long road trip on the East Coast, and it, it was a great win, right? a great win for us overall throughout all four quarters. Mitchell, 26 points, um, six of ten from downtown, and 46% shooting overall, and then 45% shooting from three. What, what do you think went well in, in this win against the Hawks?
0: Oh well, one thing that was really good was our our defense on their star, on Trey Young. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he's a little small at six foot one, but um,
1: definitely mm-hmm.
0: talented, and he he can put the ball in the hoop and get some shots but I think ever since his rookie year I remember Grayson Allen kind of got tangled with him and Grayson Allen had a reputation of being a little dirty and kind of mm-hmm. locked arms with him but I think, I don't know if the Jazz were just in his head because I think he's played well against this before but um, he, he scored for only four points and went one for eleven shooting so it might have yeah. been an off night but I remember before the game on the coach's show Quinn Snyder was talking about stopping Trey, Young, um, they just got to put a variety of people on him. Because with a good player like that, you can't just always just go one-on-one because the player will just figure out, oh, this guy guards me this way, so I'm going to do this move. And, and so then then they <laughs> score every time. So I think just adding extra bodies and just kind of having a lot of people annoy him probably made, mm-hmm. made it so that when he, he had his shots, he was just, just a little frazzled so they didn't Go win like they normally do, so that that would be yeah. the top thing that stood out to me of of all the yeah the, we did great on offense but yeah that was a big one.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and what, like we've seen in the past games, especially on the road trip, and then going back going back to this game was just the turnovers. I'm looking right here, 19 turnovers in this game. Although we we did get the the huge win, it's just that that continuous story of just over over 13-plus turnovers, 19 turnovers, even though it was just sloppy passes or just bad things. That's just something we need to to work on and and cut back. But largest lead this game was 30, and the the Atlanta Hawks never never led once in this game, which is pretty impressive. Uh, And I'm looking here, and I I forgot they have somebody by the name of Rajon Rondo. Um, (laughs) We've seen him jump around team to team throughout the NBA. Do you think he's a player that, he's good off the bench or do you think he should start for them?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, I, yeah, I do see uh, zero points in, in the game, like you were you were saying. Like, it seems like he's – I mean, I've seen him with so many teams. I mean, he's a champion with the Lakers, but
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: I do, I, just from what I've seen from him, it seems like he just isn't much of a shooter. He's, like, pretty smart, good veteran, can get into the lane. Maybe not though at the rate that when he was in Boston, like he was, he was pretty good when he was healthy. Like he's pretty athletic and can get to the hole. But um, I, I think well being a, a point guard, like I mean, I, if he started, I feel like I don't know how tall he is, but I just feel like that would be kind of a small. Yeah, he's six foot one as well. So I, I kind of like Cam. Cam Reddish is the is a shooting guard and Trey young at the point, and cam red actually had a good game twenty points um in that game, but um i i I think Rondo would be good off the bench. I think you need a veteran presence on the bench that can mm-hmm. kind of just fire up both units, so maybe sometimes he can start if there's some injuries or just if there's a need for it but but I think he can still be a spark off off the bench and maybe he deserves a little more minutes like you know, Clarkson, I feel like, gets 25, mm-hmm. like, minutes. And Ronda only had 19 in this one. And that might have been because it was a blowout. But, I mean, I thought he would have gotten more, um, was it being yeah. a blowout. But still, um, yeah, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm sure the Hawks um, will try whatever they can. Because at 5-6, I mean, they're not out of the playoff picture. But they definitely want to get these young guys to the playoffs so they know how, how, what it tastes like, like how it feels to to be in the playoffs. Even if they're like a seven or eight seed and lose to Milwaukee or Brooklyn, like it's so good to have that experience. So um, I'm sure yeah. we'll we'll see them compete. Maybe they won't make the playoffs, but they definitely should be trying to compete for maybe like a play-in spot because it's, it's cool that they have play-ins now. It seems like for the foreseeable future, they're going to keep doing those play-in seeds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was just kind of interesting to see that we shut down Trey Young because other games this season he's been averaging 25, 30 points. This game, and with the Phoenix Suns, we see Chris Paul starting for them. But I guess, I guess Rajon Rondo is not same kind of caliber as Chris Paul with assists and, and points. But yeah, I, I kind of wish that with a, a veteran like him that he would get more time off the bench to to help these young guys like Trey Young and Cam Reddish. But I guess they they don't need that that experience, but hopefully they they can do better and and make the playoffs down down the road with such with all that talent they got. But glad the Jazz were get, able to get that win. That was win number four on their win streak. So jumping to the next one, we were playing in Denver against the Denver Nuggets, and this was a, a scrappy win, but we got it 109-105 win, and we we were we were lights out. We were shooting fifty. from from field goal, and then 40% from downtown, 15 of 37 from three-point range. Um, Yeah, and not not too shabby on on turnovers here, 13 turnovers here. And this was the the Jordan Clarkson show. He had 23 points, um, 9 of 13 shooting, and it it was a pretty good good game for him. What what do you think went well, and where where do you think we we kind of struggled here in, in this win against Denver?
0: Well, I think what went, what went well was um, kind of the the clutch part that you were talking about. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to remember because I, I'm going through like the game log here. Um, mm-hmm. It was a four point win, really close win. But um, looking at it, let's let's see the last two minutes. Like, um, we're ahead six minutes by six points. With 1:42 left, Jokic hit the jumper to get within four, and then Gary Harris a little bit later makes a three to go. Within one point, and I think we kind of gave some of that to them because within that span, we got fouled. But Rudy Gobert missed two free throws, and then Mike Conley missed two free throws. So um, I guess I'll start with we could have improved on free throws, but um, because that could have lost the game for us. But luckily, Don Mitchell was a minute to go. He made a he made a shot. Royce O'Neal finally broke the free throw. Cold spell and and got a couple free throws uh, and, and right near the at the end of the game, um, when we were trying to inbound the ball, it seemed like like we almost turned the ball over, but they they like mm-hmm. um, tipped it out and so then we made a play and um, instead of being able to foul us, we made a really good play and Gobert was just wide open for a dunk, so that that really sealed the deal to prevent any. Last second, like steal and, and 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 winning shot or anything. So um, I just say our clutch play we we did well on, except for we can improve a little bit on our free throws. Go- Gobert is shooting under fifty percent so far from free throw line, and I think he's just on a little bit of a cold spell. Like he's he should be in the sixties at least. I I feel like mm-hmm. he's he's tried to improve that and he has, but I think he just needs to get out of this. That he's in, and I might calm the aspect a little bit better from him. Like ho- hopefully, he he gets the free throws going because I mean, if if you miss if if you miss four free throws in a close game like that, especially against a good team like the Nuggets, like they already kind of have our number in the playoffs, but the, that are hungry to to beat us. Like you don't win those often. I think um, in a win streak like this, you're gonna have to grind out wins like that. Um, but we can't just rely on being able to make mistakes and miss free throws and keep the win streak up. Like if we want to keep it up, we gotta play well against those good teams, m- m- elevate our execution.
1: Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And that's something that we've kind of seen throughout the season. Gobert and Conley kind of struggle on the free throw line, but it, it is it is pretty early in the season. I I think that's something they can fix, Conley especially, but Gobert. I, I expect him to be 55 to 60 percent over free throws, with them being a big man. And Boyan, he he was he was lights out on three pointers, five of nine from downtown, and that was another thing that came up clutch in this in this win that was kind of scrappy towards the end. But another thing that caught my eye looking here on the, the Denver bench, um, Jokic and Jamal Murray, the only guys that had over double double digits in points, Jokic at 35, Jamal Murray at 30, and we we just shut everybody else down. They're, those are the only two leading scores for their team, and that that was pretty impressive. They only shot 37% from downtown. But, yeah, just those two alone was pretty impressive, just shutting those two down. Um, and I remember last season, especially in the playoffs, they had somebody by the name of uh, Jeremy Grant. He now plays for the Detroit Pistons, and he was a great scorer when they had them for the Denver Nuggets. And I, I think just looking at tonight, that's something that the Nuggets definitely – would have relied on having somebody for them. But yeah, great great win in Denver. Um glad glad we got the win. As scrappy as it was towards the end with Gobert and the rest of the guys, glad we got that. So that was win number five on our win streak. So jumping to the last one for this week, win number six on our win streak was against the New Orleans Pelicans. And this was a nice win. one Oh two win against Zion Williamson and, and the crew and and, boy, this this was a nice one. Um, 50% shooting for us, 44% from three, 21 threes. I feel like that's just a normal theme for us this season. And anything uh, under 16, 17, we shoot under 16, 17 threes. It's kind of like, what will happen to the Jazz? Why aren't we shooting more? <laughs> but, yeah, great night shooting. Mitchell, tw- 28 points. Um, Gobert, 18 points. That, that's just pretty common for Gobert this season if he's having – more than thirteen, fourteen rebounds. So yeah, what what, what what went well here in this one? Besides besides those those aspects.
0: Um, let's see what went well. Like besides that, um, I just felt like we were the more physical team. Like with, with Zion, um, I did see a play where he kind of bullied a, a defender, and I think ESPN showed that he got a shot. But I feel like we did the same thing. Like Donovan Mitchell had some killer shots, and there was one pass where he was kind of flying out of bounds, and and gave it um, to our guy, and we made a good play. Um, I just think overall, like our our ball movement and looking at sometimes I like to look at not only like whether the shots go in or not, but like where where are they coming from, and it
1: and it mm-hmm. seems like
0: we with with three pointers. I think, like, we're getting, like, for example, Donovan Mitchell here, um, he had a decent shooting night, but um, the shots that he made were, like, um, up, up, up on the, not in the corner, but, or not, like, from straight on, but, like, from, like, the, the wings. So he got, like, on the right wing, he got, like, three out of five and then about one for two in the left wing. And then the rest of his makes were down low in in the painted area so I think in my opinion the mid-range is kind of going away in NBA there's still a need for it but I mean Mm -hmm. I feel like if if you can find a way to get either an easy bucket um, blow by your guy or find just a way to get open and in the paint or um, the three-point line and that's and that's awesome like some some teams I think try to try to force you into mid-range and so then, yeah, if if that's all that they'll give you, then you got to make it. But um, I think just taking smart shots is what led to some of those points that, you're, that you were talking about that, that led, led to us scoring at a, a high clip. And I think we could have probably yeah. still our, – our, our free throw percentage was – I mean, Gobert was one for six. Overall, we were 64%. And then 16 turnovers, so it's kind of we're always harping on the same things, but um, mm-hmm. we're gonna need need to cut down on those, especially if we have a poor shooting night. Um, it seems like right now on this street, like I don't know if we're ever gonna shoot poorly again unless we play a really good defensive team that will, that won't give us um, open shots. But it seems like Quinn Snyder, I feel like people were dogging on him earlier in the season. It always makes me laugh. It's like every year it's the same. Like we we lose a couple games early, and, and Jazz fans are like, we need to fire Quinn Snyder, and we need to trade Rudy, and Donovan. and then And then, like, we finally get it rolling. Like, sometimes we can overreact, and that makes sense. But right now, I feel like a lot of fans are pretty high on the Jazz. They don't um, – I feel like most of them don't think we're going to win the championship, but a lot believe we're a contender, which I could see that. Like, as long as we don't have – like, last year, it seemed like we were so – streaky like we win 10 and lose 10 like and it was mm. just crazy but um, I think this year maybe we we kind of have more of a hunger and we know how much it stinks to to lose a 3-1 lead so like we know how much losing hurts so like we don't yeah. we don't want want to just get used to just settle for, for just kind of being good but not great like I think Donovan and Rudy like I don't think it's just lip service they're not just saying they want to win a championship they're actually trying to to show that they're they're for real.
1: Oh yeah, a- absolutely. And just showing from this uh, from this six game win streak, that Jazz have showed that they're they're here to play, and they're averaging on on defense about 103, 104 points per game, which is uh, amazing. And I, I think player for this game against against this win against the Pelicans is definitely Joe Ingles coming back from from injury. 15 points, five of six from downtown, uh, and Joe Ingles is definitely back. So we got Joe Ingles. And, and Clarkson off the bench, Jazz are going to be – are definitely scary moving forward. Um, and like I mentioned before, Clarkson, I hope, is in, in talks down the road in this season as Sixth Man of the Year. Um, so moving forward, Jazz, next game, Saturday, once again against the Pelicans. Before, it was at 3 oh, o'clock.
0: Sorry. Um, Actually, the Jazz, I think they're playing – they're playing tomorrow – like on the Thursday, on today, right? Because, oh, okay. sorry. I, I'm, I'm –
1: I I meant Thursday. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. So Thursday. I was saying Saturday, but yeah. I meant Thursday. My bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I'm I'm really excited for this Thursday night matchup because we'll probably see Shaq and and hopefully Rudy can kind of shut up Shaq because Shaq's been kind of talking smack about how he would score 40 on Rudy. So so hopefully we can yeah. see Rudy really take it to the Pelicans and and not give him anything to to talk about.
1: Yeah, I, I think after we beat the Pelicans once, uh, and we know what what they they show, then I think we're gonna be like we're, we're gonna we're gonna shut them down once again. So should be a good good one against the Pelicans once again, and then after that home against the the Warriors. So so hope, hopefully keep this win streak going you keep it going alive. So thanks you guys for listening and go Jazz. Dumb.